Hi, welcome to Political Perspectives. I'm your host, Carrie Lerner, chair of the Democratic Party of Lee County. September 28th was the one-year anniversary of Hurricane Ian. All across Lee County, multiple ceremonies were held, both in remembrance of those lost and in celebration of the resilience of our communities. Florida Democratic Party Chair Nikki Freed toured the region with President Biden last year after the storm. This year, Chair Freed returned in solidarity with the people of Lee County. Chair Freed attended multiple events. Today's podcast is a recording of her talk with the students of Florida Gulf Coast University. Thank you so much, Cindy. And let's, let's thank Cindy for putting this together. You know, she is a, um, a, a fierce educator as well as activist. We're very grateful uh, that Cindy is here. So welcome, students and everybody else. We're glad you're here. Um, I just, you know, in, in trying to think about what I wanted to say today as students, what do you want to hear from Gigi here? You know, I mean, you 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 you're you've heard the whole thing about oh your your life is beginning now and the sky's the limit and and that's all true, but I guess that I just I'm not gonna bore you with with a lot of stuff. We have a lot of stuff going on. Uh, I think most of you already know that the Democratic Party of Lee County is an authorized service learning organization. So if you were interested in getting your 80 hours, we would be delighted to help you with that. And uh, I would hope that the work that we have is meaningful. What you're doing, what you would be doing with us would be working to save democracy because that is no less than what we're doing right now. Um, but I, I definitely wanted to also encourage you You have the power. You know, I, I know maybe I'm just speaking for me when I was your age, way back, you know, Civil War era. But, but when I was your age, it seemed like there was someone else who knew what was going on. There's someone else who has the answer, someone else who's in charge. And I think we've proven in the last few years, there's not. You know, you have the power, you have the knowledge. All you need to do is exercise it. And I know, oh, I've got classes, I have to study, I have to work, I have, you know, all of this. But there are, there's a lot of things that you can do to volunteer for the party that will make a huge difference and take just a little bit of your time. And the, the bare minimum that we're asking you to do is to consider signing these petitions that we have, the right to clean water that Cindy was just talking about. Um, that's your future. I grew up here in Lee County. I go across that Caloosahatchee River anytime I go across the bridge. It makes me cry. The color that that river is is not the color that that river is supposed to be. And part of the reason that it's that color is because our congressmen have not been doing their job and advocating for us. Because recently, until recently, the water from the Caloosahatchee, the water from Okeechobee, was sent both directions, both east coast and west coast. But because they had a very active and vocal congresswoman on the other side who advocated with the federal government, she was able to get that all pushed to us. And from our congressman, crickets. So that's just one example there. I, I could go on, but I won't. 
um, because you're really here uh, and more interested in hearing about um, our state party chair. Now, some of you may or may not know that um, Chair Nikki Freed, she's a Floridian. She is a Gator. She's a former student body president. She was the um, last term, she was the only elected, statewide elected Democrat in the entire state. She was holding the line. She and she alone was holding the line with the DeSantis administration on in so many levels. And then she uh, ran for governor and was not able, was not successful there, but instead of slinking away, she got busy, dusted herself off, got busy, and now she is our state party chair. And you can already see the differences that she's making, uh, her communication, her passion. <laughs> we are very fortunate and I'm just going to turn it right over now to Chair Nikki Freed. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Carrie. Thank you for being here today. I got music first. <laughs> First of all, today is obviously a somber day, too, to remember what happened a year ago, uh, where we saw a Cat 5 turn and attack this community and saw $112 billion worth of loss of properties, of communities, of relationships. And we also lost over 150 people in, in this community. But when I came here last year and was able to speak to so many of you, to speak to so many people uh, in this community, talking to our first responders, talking to your local government officials, the one thing that I knew for sure is that this community is resilient. They're going to fight back. They love this community and are going to do everything possible. But unfortunately, a year later, we're still hearing the horror stories of not being able to get your homes rebuilt and your small businesses where you're seeing still just coming from the beach just now, doesn't look like there's a lot of construction happening. Uh, and so we're still in a situation where so many of our residents here are, are hurting and struggling. And because a lot of them can't even get their insurance checks and can't find the opportunity to get the resources necessary for part of that rebuild. You know, when I was your commissioner, part of the commissioner's responsibilities is getting our, our state ready for hurricanes and making sure that we're here immediately in the aftermath and, and the times afterwards to get the resources here. You know, so when I was commissioner, we, we had emergency operation orders that were put into place. Uh, we coordinated a lot of the local efforts uh, for, I know of those that live on the western part of the county, don't know that the eastern part of the county is tremendously large agricultural areas. We've got a lot of farms and ranches and, and, um, and different types of dairy farms. And seeing the decimation in those communities and seeing who got prioritized, who got prioritized and who didn't. Uh, we came in and saw a lot of our black churches and in our communities and seeing how they were put at the, the last to get efforts from, from not only the local community, but also from state resources. And, and the things that we saw as commissioner even, that we had first responders here within 24 hours helping to clear out roads, trying to make sure that other emergency operations were in full force bringing people out of their homes. And But what I also know too 
is that I was born and raised in Miami and got hit by a hurricane, Hurricane Andrew in 1992. The eye went over my house, was out of school for six weeks. I was supposed to be starting high school and started six weeks late. Uh, seeing how the building codes weren't up to par, that government completely shut down um, because they didn't know what to do with a Category 5 hurricane and the type of decimation that happened in Miami-Dade. Um, didn't have generators, didn't have water, didn't have ice. And while we have learned a lot on how to get prepared for hurricanes and the aftermaths of hurricanes and changing of building codes, uh, unfortunately, we as a society haven't done enough to make sure that that doesn't happen again environmentally. Because in 1992, we all thought that this was going to be a once-in-a-lifetime hurricane. We never thought we'd be hitting, getting hit again with these Cat 4s and Cat 5s. But unfortunately, we've seen, because of the climate crisis, and seen the fact that our government here in the state of Florida hasn't understood that in order to be resilient, to make sure that we are mitigating risks, that we're doing everything possible in our human powers to make sure that we are correcting so much of the crisis that is happening in our environment and to make sure that our buildings are more resilient, to make sure that, that our, our roads are built up higher, to make sure our building codes are in force. Um, and those are types of things on top of the impacts of our climate crisis. I see clean water initiatives that are out here. Make sure if you haven't signed the petitions to work on getting those onto the ballot because we are in a crisis. And until our government is willing to understand and recognize that we have to move forward on clean energy, making sure that we're not reliant on coal and oil and fossil fuels. But we as a society, because we're seeing, and if you, did any of you watch that awful debate last night? If you didn't, I will do a recap. I will do a recap. We care more about money than we care about the environment. We care more about running for president than we do about the people that we are serving. That was the end of the story. Um, that is what we saw in not only the debate last night, but in the Republicans' first debate, calling the climate crisis a hoax, um, going into a completely opposite direction. I served for four years with Ron DeSantis. We both walked in in 2019 thinking that we are going to be able to work together to solve environmental crises. And then he has completely done a complete 180 flip. I think I called him, uh, he's flipping more on the environment than Flipper the, the dolphin. Um, because now he is saying just the opposite. That oil drilling is okay, that fracking is okay, that we need to increase our oil production instead of recognizing that there are opportunities to fix our environment before we are in a position where we are getting threats from these types of environmental disasters. And that's not just happening here in America, not just here in Florida. Look at the pictures all across our entire, the, the world, seeing disastrous fires and floodings. So much of this is man-made. And that is important that we continue to stand up for our environment and continue putting leaders in positions that are gonna put the environment first. People always ask all the time because we have an insurance, property insurance crisis in our state that since Ron DeSantis became governor, 208% increases in our premiums. And we're expecting 40% more increases. That just within the last week, citizens, who is supposed to be the, the insurer of last resort, sent letters out to 300,000 Floridians dropping them if they don't respond to this letter within 30 days.
and now you're forced into a more expensive insurance carrier. That is what is happening in our state today. And instead of trying to fix these problems, people in Tallahassee are taking away power from the people and giving it right to the insurance companies, and they are still bailing on the people of our state. Because I go back to fundamental principles of what does an insurance company do? It mitigates risk. It makes sure that you all feel comfortable and secure when a natural disaster is coming or even just a, a leaky faucet that causes a flood in your house. But what's happened is insurance companies are leaving because we as Floridians haven't done the job of mitigating our own risk. Why would they come here and mitigate our risk if we're not taking responsibility for ourselves? And so they're leaving and Florida is gonna become uninsurable because we are not gonna be able to lure back in insurance companies. And for those who are living on the coastal communities, that 30 year mortgage will no longer exist because your home won't be here in 30 years with sea level rising. These are all problems that we need real people in the conversation today talking about. And so today I come here and say, look, we know what happened in November 2022. The Democratic Party collapsed. I will never, ever take a microphone and say that Ron DeSantis won by 19 points. We, as Florida Democrats, lost by 19 points. That is on us. And that is on us to fix which is why we are back here. Since I became chair, I think this is at least my second, if not third time back in Lee County, because we gotta make sure that we are campaigning everywhere. We are in a time in our state where the Republicans have taken our state in such a dangerous direction. 75% of Floridians did not want a six week abortion ban, 75%. 71% did not want a tax on our higher education. And here we are attacked on our higher education system and seeing all of our higher ed numbers start to plummet and go down because of the policies that is being impacted and pushed in Tallahassee. 71% did not want permitless and open carries in our state. And here we are. Here we are always dealing with gun violence in our communities and don't have serious people in Tallahassee. They'd rather take an extreme MAGA approach to talk and work for a guy who is never, let me say this again, will never be president of the United States. Never. Ron DeSantis is never gonna be president. But in his wake, he took a legislature with him, he took a court system with him, that no longer do we have democracy here in the state of Florida. And I say this all the time too, my dad is a die-hard Republican. Die-hard Republican. I block him on social. <laughs> but the things that I told him when I became chair of the Florida Democratic Party, I felt like I was walking back down a hallway having to tell my parents I just broke curfew and was waiting to get punished. And so when I had to make that phone call to my dad and say, Dad, I just became chair of the Florida Democratic Party, and oh, by the way, I got myself arrested for protesting. <laughs> it was a really hard conversation. But what I said to him, I said, Dad, the things that you used to teach me, that in order for democracy to work, you have to have two strong parties. Yes, you, you have to force people to the conversation. You need to work across the aisles. Because look, Ron only got 4.6 million votes. There's 22 million of us that live here. 22 million. 
So it is upon us to make sure that we are talking to everybody, that we're taking our message across the entire state in red areas and blue areas and purple areas and areas that haven't seen Democrats since Lawton Childs. But most importantly, we've got to stand up for what we believe in. And that is true democracy. That is freedom. Because I don't think that what they are passing is freedom. When you're banning books, that's not freedom. That's not freedom of education. When you're taking state attorneys and you're pulling them out of their offices, that is not freedom. When you are seeing university presidents being taken out, when you're seeing college professors not coming here to our state and leaving our state, that is not freedom. I was asked earlier today why we haven't seen such significant build back here in Fort Myers. And there's no construction workers. And somebody said, why is that? And I said, not to get political, because this is, this is a personal for so many people that are not getting their homes and businesses rebuilt. But let me tell you the reality. That Ron DeSantis pushed the most extreme immigration bill in the state of Florida for one purpose so we can say it on a debate stage. And so what has happened is that all of our workforce that are doing the jobs that Americans don't want to do because it is hot outside and so I will end soon, because it is hot outside and they don't want to do these jobs. And so we have a workforce here in the state of Florida that is in the construction industry, that is in agriculture. We've got one million people in agriculture that are undocumented and in the tourist industry, and all of them have left or are leaving because of this law. So not only the humanitarian aspect of this, that you're dividing families, but you are also hurting our economy because we can't build back these communities that then can open up their jobs and open up the, their stores to consumers and put money back into our local communities. But you also are gonna to continue to see inflation increase on food because Florida feeds 150 million people across the United States. We export to 134 countries. When we don't have people that are working our farms and our ranches, we can't feed people. We can't bring in money that is the second largest economic driver of our state. And construction is number three. This is the impact of MAGA extreme policies and a desire of one person to be God and is hurting the everyday lives of Floridians. So we are gonna need each and every one of you. If you are on this campus and you are a student and you have not registered to vote, please make sure that you have registered to vote. We have a table over here. If you have not re-enlisted on getting your vote by mail, make sure that you also sign up here. If you haven't signed the Clean Water, the Right to Clean Water Act, make sure you sign. If you have not signed the petition to get a woman's right to choose onto the ballot, there is a petition to be signed. This is not a time to sit back. This is a time to engage, to make sure that our voices are heard, that we're talking to people, we're running for office. I need candidates all over our state, down and up the ballot because we are in a moment. And if we don't take back our state today, in this moment, 
we are going to lose this state forever and I was born and raised here I love this state and under my watch I will not let that happen but we got to do this together so thank you for having me today I'm Carrie Lerner chair of the Democratic Party <laughs>